So this is James with the Two Drunk Flings and Friends podcast. And tonight we're flying solo here. I don't have any of the other guys recording some independent content just so we can put it on the website. So I was looking for the right person, the right kind of story to go through. And this past weekend was Chaos Cup 2019 in Chicago. And I had the pleasure of uh, playing a lot of good coaches that day. But my favorite match happened to be the last match for the Stunny Cup. And it was against my opponent here, Chris Kakos. Am I pronouncing that right, Chris? You are indeed. So I thought it would be a great idea to have him on the show and do a podcast episode talking about our Chaos Cup experience, talking about our matches, talking about the Stunny Cup, and most importantly, talking about Chris's team, the amazing Kingsguard. Um, I posted a picture of it on the Facebook page. If you haven't seen it yet, please check it out. It is quite stunning. It is an amazing team. Well, so, thank Chris, you. Oh, you're welcome. The pictures don't even do it justice. And I, I think, you know, everyone I talked to basically said the same thing. You ended up winning an award for that team, yeah? I did indeed. Judge's choice. Yeah, I could certainly see why. And uh, we'll talk about everything that you put into that team and the idea and the models and everything in a little bit. But uh, as we kind of build up into Chaos Cup, I just wanted to kind of start by you know letting the people know who you are, how long you've been playing Blood Bowl, like a little bit about your history. Everybody knows who I am. I'm the guy who can't shut up in the States over here. <laughs> shut up, Meg. Shut up, Meg. Shut up, Greg. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. Well, I'm Chris Kekos on NAF. I'm Kekopolis but I don't have a whole big rating. But I am from Minneapolis. I've been playing since probably the beginning of third edition. I saw Bud Bowl at the end of second edition. You know, you play halflings. I love halflings. I have eight teams that are halfling. And like every other good Blood Bowl coach, probably have another 10 teams that are unpainted. You're goddamn right. What else used to be my favorite? Now I would say vampire. I've got a really nice vampire team going, so that kind of led my way. But flings are always the best. So what made you decide on Ogres then for Chaos Cup? Grebo made that really great Bretonian team, which I have no interest in Bretonians. But those Ogres were absolutely fantastic. And I thought, geez, those guys would make a good Ogre team. So I picked those guys up, bought a bunch of the old uh, second or third ed halflings as the snotlings, because I thought they looked a little bit better, you know, being the little retainers for the, the King's Guard. You know, after Game of Thrones, that's where the theme kind of came from. Get that gold armor going. And I've never played an ogre team, so I figured, shit, here's a really good team. Well, good models, crappy team. They're ogres, right? I love playing ogres. Once I'm done, with, I'm playing a year of flings currently, and once I'm done with my year of flings, I think I'm going to go a year of ogres. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I want to yeah, see. It was a very interesting game. experience. Yeah, the uh, if you've never seen them, take a look at the picture on the Two Drunk Flings and Friends podcast Facebook page. The halflings are the perfect counterpart, being the. Uh, the, whatchamacallit, what are they called? Yeah, snotlings. The snotlings, yeah. They're, they're the perfect counter to the ogres. Yeah, because that range was, they were pure 15 millimeter, that range. So not only are the models gorgeous, but a paint job, which you did a tremendous job painting these models. Thank you. Now, a lot of people, including myself, will, you know, utilize painters from all over. I've had stuff done from over in Italy and in the United States. When I was younger, it was like too much time, no money. Now I have money, no time. So I, I, would exactly. love to, I would love to be able to say that I have a team of that caliber that I painted myself, but alas, I don't. So I have to do hired guns to, to paint my teams for me, unfortunately. Well, it, it's either that or play with unpainted teams. Yeah, so, no. You know? Yeah, no, I'm not going to sink that low. <laughs> oh, I did one season and Nuffle showed me the air in my ways. My only win was a forfeit. Oh, 
So then you play yeah, in a league. Yeah, we got a pretty big league in Minneapolis. We got 30 coaches, I believe. Wow, that's a pretty... Now you play out all in one game store or you spread out? Yeah, absolutely. We have a nice game store in one of the suburbs, Roseville, called Fantasy Flight Games. They're the ones that originally produced the uh, X-Fighter X-Wing game, all so those miniatures. That's yeah, awesome. we show up once a month and we get two games in. We have an eight-game season and then a two-game playoff, and we have two divisions. Well, that's an interesting way of doing it. Once a month and you play, get two games in. You can't make the games day. Yeah, you just make it up sometime during the week. Yeah, that's pretty forgiving to, to only have like one day out of the month where you can go and play your game. So everyone should be able to do that, you'd think. Yeah, I'd say we get about 70% participation on that month, and then everyone else is making it up in the month in between sometime. The league that we're currently starting now at our local game store, Get Your Fun On in Melbourne, Florida, they would do it where you would, you would know who you're going to play and you can do it at your own pace. And other times you would have like a two-week window, sometimes three, to get your match in. And then, you know, if you couldn't get it in, and at that point the commissioner would make a, a ruling, you know, as to if it's a draw or if somebody gets a forfeit. But uh, yeah, I kind of like the idea of having like a league day where everybody shows up, you can all order some pizza, you can all play your games like with each other. That's that's a really cool idea. I like that. Yeah, we've got a really nice uh, working relationship with the store. We've been going there for probably about four or five years now. So they'll reserve us, you know, X number of tables. And the store also happens to have food and beer, which is helpful. Oh, yeah. We go in on a Saturday morning and crack a beer and play some Blood Bowl. Yeah, we just started having tournaments like in Florida where we're playing and able to drink at the same time. There's a tournament that we had last year called uh, the Ancient City Barrel Bash in St. Augustine, and it's like, coming up again in November. We have designated drivers who drive coaches there. Excellent! Yay! And the designated drivers get a prize, like uh, some swag, just for being the designated driver. Yay! Oh, that's cool. Uh, but it's not often that we, uh, I mean, Florida has a reputation for being a rowdy bunch, but um, honestly, we don't really drink a lot during the matches. It, it tends to be afterwards, with the exception of you know, a few tournaments here and there. It's not like the flings do it over in the UK where those bastards are drinking at every tournament. Drink, drink, drink. I even hear that they, uh, <laughs> they have moonshine that gets passed around at the tournaments now. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna hopefully be making my way over to the UK next year and try and pick a, a good tournament, kind of get the UK experience what Blood Bowl's like over there playing in a tournament, so. That's definitely on my bucket list. Get over there and get in one or two tournaments because. You know, they play some often. I think you could go over there in a week and get two tournaments. Yeah, I think so. That's going to be the plan. So speaking of tournaments, have you been to Cast Cup before? No, this is my first experience. I've uh, been trying and trying. However, I am in the Minnesota National Guard, so my drill almost always falls on that weekend. Well, that's fantastic. Thank you for your service. What a guy. What a guy. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, I'm, I was excited to finally get to go. Not only looking did you get forward, to go, but you won Stunny Cup. Exactly. I'm sorry about that, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. There's nothing to be sorry about. You played an excellent game and you were a great coach to play against. Yeah, it was one of the, one of the more fun games of that uh, that tournament. Now, I try and leave it all out there on the pitch and, and have a good time doing it. Honestly, I think I only had two bad matches. When I say bad, I don't mean the coaches that I played against, but they were bad pairings. I had a, a Norse team. Well, what's his name? Mike Hess out of the Oklahoma, Oklahoma area. And he uh, thoroughly thrashed me 3 nothing. My flings didn't stand a chance. And then right after, that was day one. That was my last match on day one. And the silver lining of day one, I was sitting there thinking to myself at the hotel, is, you know what? I didn't have to play Chaos Dwarves today. And the very <laughs> next day, round five, what do I do? Not only do I have to play Chaos Dwarves against them, 
but I'm playing against one of my good friends, Jack from Maelstrom Gaming Mats. So while we had a great time uh, playing, yeah, he mopped the floor with me as well. <laughs> I did get a vanity touchdown though, so that kind of made it feel a little bit better. Yeah, those vanity touchdowns, they, they help a little bit. Yeah, yeah I, I had a, I would say that the experience from day one to day two, just in the dice was uh, quite the, the changeover for me. I mean, we all know sometimes your dice are hot, sometimes they're not. Can't blame them on the dice, but my Sunday was, my dice were hot. Yeah, I'm not gonna disagree with you there. <laughs> <laughs> Those little bastards never failed a single dodge. I think you only boneheaded when it really didn't matter much. Um, speaking of bonehead, you know, really quick uh, note here. So when Chris had his team on the pitch and his first ogre took a bonehead, I was pissing myself laughing because out comes the dunce caps. So he has some little white dunce caps with some verbiage on there, like dummy, idiot. And he would put them on his ogres, which just made it that much more glorious. How'd you come up with that idea? You know, one of the guys in our league did that for, for his troll. He had the stupid cap. And I was like, that's a great idea. I mean, it's a little piece of paper, cut it up, glue it up and write some stuff. And you know, you see all those little counters that you can hang on someone with a bone and stuff, but you forget yeah. them. I'm like, yeah. and I made four, I brought five ogres. And I'm like, if I have to use five, yeah <laughs> no those are those are so funny when you pull those out i knew instantly what it was as soon as i saw it that was hilarious yeah i used them a lot especially not against you but that first day wow it was hilarious so how did so your dice weren't exactly on fire on day one but um who were your matches against what races did you play so the first game i had chaos and i'm forgetting his name but he was the scoring or the defense champ yeah 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 mark, no, i know who you're talking about brown mark right yeah, Brownstone. Yep. Yeah, he only gave up two, and I almost got one on him. My next game was against a high elf, where I really should have won that, but that was just my own screw-up. And then I played a Kemri team, and that poor guy, he couldn't break Notley Narmer <laughs> to save his life. He was rolling threes and fours, and if he did break it, he was rolling threes and fours. And I literally just put the boot in him, and I was so frustrated the first two games. I'm like, I got ogres, and I... Did two casualties in two games, not counting fouls, of course. And I finally got that Kemri team, and I think I laid out six or seven. Did he even try and pick up the ball? Was he able to pick it up at all? No, there was no point at that. I was crushing him too much. And then I played a Wood Elf team. And if he wasn't being a Wood Elf, going for touchdowns and going for the scoring champ, he actually had the chance to pitch clear me in the first half. Stupid. Really? He played really well. Oh, he played so well, and his dice were perfect. And yeah, my boneheads, he just, he'd pull an ogre down, follow him, cash. Pull the next one down, follow him, cash. I'm just like, <laughs> wow. And he was, these are wood elves. And I couldn't hurt him to save my life. It was just an utter embarrassment. Every now and then, wood elves get a little bashy. It's kind of funny. We had a, a girl playing wood elves in one of my tournaments here in Florida. And she ended up taking most casualties of that tournament. And she was playing wood elves. And just like every team she played, she just wrecked their face it was it was the oddest thing but um when the dice are in your favor they're in your favor don't matter what team you're playing exactly and i can't even say my dice were bad it's just one of those things right yeah absolutely and I, I i egged him on i'm like come on don't get that touchdown foul <laughs> like like pitch clear me there's two ogres laying on the ground and a snotling standing there you got two more turns you can do it you can do it he looked at me he's like nope no i'm gonna score <laughs> yeah that sounds like a wood elf coach yeah, go ahead. Take your four touchdowns and see if I care. <laughs>
I think the biggest beating I ever took in a tournament was against Wood Elves. It was my first tournament, actually. It was Mark Zuckerman's, God, not his Zeech's Challenge. He runs another one. I can't think of what it is, but it was my first tournament. I was a tournament organizer for a tournament before I played in an NAF tournament. I went up there with Chaos, and uh, I just remember those, I just could not defend against them, and he just kept scoring touchdown after touchdown. So finally, I just gave up, and I'm like, if I can't catch you or can't outscore you, I'm just going to kill you. I kill you! So I, I walked away with a couple of casualties out of that match, but I'll never forget the stinging to my ego every time the Wood Elf would score a touchdown. I'm like, <laughs> two teams I'm never going to play, like aside from, you know, getting my 24 patch, 26 patch, and that's Wood Elves and Chaos Dwarves. They're not for me. Oh, it's funny. So those were your teams, and who did you play in round five? Obviously, you played me in six. I had a Saban matchup in round five. Uh, another Florida guy, the older oh. gentleman. Old Man Monkey, yeah, he's... Old Man Monkey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's really good with Skaven, but thankfully for most of the coaches he plays against, he likes to chit-chat and, and have a good time and get to know you, and... We had a great time. Enjoyed that game thoroughly. And honestly, I was dominating. I was throwing all of his people right off the pitch, but, you know, block dodge, sidestep, gutter runners. What are you going to do, right? Exactly. And at some point, I just said, well, I can't score... And this is at the point where I now, I think over the weekend, I had not made a single pass with a spot lane. I'd fumbled them nine times in a row. Oh. It's like, well, you know, I've got seven casualties, though, and I've got quite a few knockouts, and you have that one damn gutter runner. I almost pitch cleared him, but I couldn't get his crocs to go after three turns of fouling him. I could just stun him. So like you said, if you can't score, kill him. That's right. And then I'll take some, you know, make my ego feel better doing it that way. There is something pretty big about that, just doing a lot of killing. Kind of nice. <laughs> well, there's Doombeard Dave, who goes to every Blood Bowl tournament that he plays in with the singular goal in life of getting most casualties. And when he doesn't get it, he's a sad panda. <laughs> we have a guy in Florida. Uh, his name is Jason Carter, who goes by Voorhees Carnivian. Jason, you know, Voorhees is a spirit animal. And he goes for most casualties at every turn possible. So when I first started playing my Year of Flings, I was playing in Georgia at a tournament, Cinco de Mayo Bowl, put on by Jonathan Thu. And he's out of Georgia. And it was the first tournament that I was playing Flings. And I ended up getting the Stunny Cup at that tournament because in round three, I was playing against Jason Carter and he could care less about picking up the ball. So I was able to score twice. I think he took a vanity touchdown, but he was just trying to pitch clear me. And with halflings, trying to get the tree men off the pitch isn't exactly easy. Playing against him when that's all he wanted was casualties kind of gave me the stunny cup in that one, so I kind of owe him a beer. <laughs> but yeah, my Chaos Cup matches... So this is the second year I've played a Chaos Cup. Last year I took Amazons, which was a big mistake. <laughs> so this year, playing my year of flings, I'm not going to back down from a big tournament like this. I'm going to play them with pride. So round one, I played humans. I had the lead, and then he came back and tied, and I ended up winning um, two to one. And it was a tight match right down to turn 16. So same thing happened to me last year. I won my first round, which bumped me up in the rankings, and I played against a harder coach in round two. Round two, I played, I think his name was Matt Schultz. Super nice guy. He was playing Dark Elves, and he ended up beating me. And that was a match where I feel like I did everything right. I didn't make any mistakes. If I could have stuck one landing on a thrown fling, I might have tied it. So I think he beat me 2 nothing or 2-1. to one. Then round three, I played another Dark Elf coach. So this guy played, and I just met you the night before at the uh, Friday Night Sevens tournament. 
and it was the first time I also met Marco as well, and that's why I played in round three, and he was playing Dark Elves, and I'm like, back-to-back Dark Elves, joy. <laughs> and I ended up pulling out a two-to-two tie in that match. Marco's a great coach. He almost won that event the night before, but uh, I don't know if he just wasn't used to playing flings, but I got both my touchdowns by throwing flings. Oh, and fantastic. It, yeah, I don't normally do, like, it's one of those things where, like, you, you have to fight the urge. You, you want to throw, because it's so much fun, but it's like, no, just inch up, just inch up, and you can run it in. You don't have to throw. You don't have to do it. But in that match against him, I threw twice, and I got two touchdowns, and it was a 2-2 draw. It was another epic match. And then that's when everything just kind of went south. The match against Norse, I got wiped. Then the match against Jack's Chaos Towards, I got wiped. Then, I, you know, honestly, I had a very different build than what I normally take because of the team rating for this tournament. I almost always take two trees. This is the first time that I've been playing in a tournament where I took one tree and I grabbed up two star players. I took Rumbelow Sheepskin and I took Carlovan Kill. And in every match, that build, one tree and two star players, uh, also one hefty one catcher, served me really well. Yours was the only match where I was sitting there in the middle of it going, God damn it, I wish I took that second tree. <laughs> like all those ogres, it was just, it was overwhelming for those little guys, for the flings to uh, be able to counter. And once my tree got surrounded and, and wasn't, cause I'm not afraid to move my tree. You know, I'll do as- No, you are not. And I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's, they gotta move and it's fun. And you know, so I'll move, I'll go for it, go for it. But yeah, being surrounded by five ogres. <laughs> He was overmatched. Yeah, it was the only game where I was like, damn it, I wish I had that second tree. Now, you played a great match. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I think one of the more surprising things for my opponent, because I think most ogre coaches just come in in that build would have had four block ogres and maybe one with break tackle. I mixed it up and two with block and break tackle, a third with break tackle, and, a, and another one with just block. So I could move and I could reposition really well. You know, and when the bonehead worked, or I should say when the bonehead did not happen, I could really get off a nice blitz. And people were not expecting that. Surprise! Yeah, I would agree. I don't think most people would. I'm familiar with that. My friend Josh Wojcik, he was the guy who painted up the Chaos Pack team that was raffled off, that Grant won. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a fantastic paint job. He won Stunny Cup last year with Ogres, and he was undefeated. He actually, I think he had a win, and I think he might have had like... Two wins and like four draws or something like that. It, it was crazy. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And he's a great stunny coach. So when I first moved to Florida, he was one of the first coaches I played against. And we, we did like a preliminary league, like a season zero. And he was playing halflings and I was playing Amazons. He literally pitch cleared me with his fling team. So I, I he's <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, he's a hell of a stunny coach. His ogre build generally has break tackle. But I think pro is one of his favorite skills. He calls them progers. <laughs> he loves putting pro on the ogres and it, i've seen it to devastating effect uh between pro and break tackle and block you know he runs his ogres pretty well i don't know how i feel about pro yet i'm running a vampire team in my uh, league i'm on my third season so i got about 35 games under my belt and i put pro on two of them yeah it's your best but friend the way, Nuff, the way nuffle treats me though it's <laughs> it's not it's not 50% of the dice it's 50% of the games that will work yeah i, w- I would so agree when it works Yep, exactly. So it's like, well, after that first roll of a no-go, like, I'm not even going to bother. It won't work. So depending on the skills, builds, like for tournament and stuff, I put sprint and or sure feet on a tree man, break tackle, always block. But Josh was the one who started convincing me to put pro on the tree man. And I'll tell you what, there, there were a few times where, you know, a both down result and I'd be cursing going, God damn it, why didn't I put block on there? 
<laughs> but the pro could help there. But where it does help is like, you know, trying to stand up or failing a go for it. It's just more versatile. No, exactly. So I've gotten That's used to That's the first time it. I've ever seen someone just throw, I mean, again, only with one tree and pro and not block. I was surprised at that. Well, I, I can honestly say, you know, in, in our match, it didn't exactly work out for me in the best. So maybe it wasn't a good choice. But overall, in my other five matches, I was very happy with the build. I, even after the losses, I didn't. Well, uh, and that's all that matters, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have any, you know, like, oh, I wish I didn't do that. I was fine with it, which is good. There's nothing worse than second guessing yourself, like the entire flight home or the car ride home going, oh, why did I do that? <laughs> no, exactly. Because a lot of my, uh, mates from our league were like you should just take four guys with block i was like no i really think i want to move it was a good choice i'm glad Definitely. i did yeah it made Absolutely. the game a lot more fun even if i didn't get the wins like you said running away from things and running into big cages and just the look on people's faces like how the hell did you just get four ogres around my cage hey what happened like that yeah, that was pretty cool huh you know, I, I kind of play and coach the same way where I, I like having fun more than I like winning. That's not just a deflection because I don't win a ton. Playing halflings for a year, I'm doing that in the league and in tournaments. You know, prior to that, I was on the road to 24 and getting all my teams checked off the list. So I can't tell you how many tournaments I'd walk into playing a team for the first time and having to figure them out there on the pitch. You know, there's all different kind of coaches. There are those who are in it to win it and they meta, that's what we call it. They, they meta their roster trying to figure out the best team for this particular tournament with the best skills and you know what I, I don't think I'll ever be that guy and there's nothing wrong with that and and those guys probably take home trophies more than I ever will but uh, I like having fun and for me it's about the people I meet and the games like having those good memories about a certain thing in the game like your dunce caps like that'll always stick out to me every time I see an ogre team that was hilarious yeah I'd say during league I'm a little closer to meta but not completely but you're yeah. right, on tournaments, when you're going to go meet people, let's bring something fun. Bring something what fun, your... have a good conversation. I mean, we had a great time playing our game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, old Man Monkey, you're right, he likes to chit-chat. We just said oh, yeah. talk the whole time. And he just mocked me. He's like, you've been lying to me. <laughs> he said you didn't get any casualties. You've been lying to me as I'm sending his two guys off every turn. Like, well, yesterday, a different day. <laughs> so how was your overall experience being your first Chaos Cup? Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm uh, looking forward to hopefully doing it next year where plan is to bring my flings. I've got another fling team that I'm building, a special team. So if I can get her done, I'll represent again. I'll try and go back-to-back -back Stunty Cup. Well, if I make it there, because uh, this will be my third year, uh, you'll definitely have some competition. And like we, we were talking about, it'll be flip-flopped. If you're playing flings, I'll be playing ogres this time. Yeah, it'll be fantastic. We only had three stunny teams. There was me, you, and there was a goblin coach who I didn't meet. One of my friends played him. The odd thing about his build was he only had one secret weapon and one bribe. That was it. Oh, that doesn't sound as fun. No, definitely not. You know, taking the, the fanatic and the, the loony and, you know, a doom diver. That's the whole fun of goblins is having all that stupid shit to play with and then watch them all get sent off. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I would definitely build the Goblin roster with a lot more bells and whistles and have a lot more fun with it. But I don't know. I didn't have a chance to talk to him to find out you know, why he chose what he chose. So as long as he had a good time and learned from the experience, I'm sure his roster will probably be a lot different next year if he brings Goblins again. Exactly. But yeah, I was a little disappointed. I, I said that the only disappointment in the Chaos Cup was only three stunty teams because apparently there's usually a lot more. I mean, I don't know what a lot is, but... My buddies all said there's usually many more than that. Yeah, I want to say last year there were like five or six. So Josh, he took ogres. He played against another ogre coach, Dwayne Hidalgo. 
they played each other for Stunty Ogre versus Ogre. There was a fling. I want to say Brownstone Michael Lewis. That's his name. I, I want to say he played Flings last year. So I know there were at least two Ogre Flings. Awesome. There was a Goblin team. There might have been an uh, Underworld Stunny team. So there were definitely more Stunny teams last year than this year. But at least we were well represented. We had all three. Exactly. So what's up next for you? How often do you get to uh, what's up? Not very often. The majority of the tournaments I do are Three Die Brawl down in Iowa. And then our own tournament that we have up here, the Oofta Bowl, on the third weekend of June. Those are my two main ones. We've formed a pretty good relationship with the guys down in Iowa. We've got a little a pig trophy that we pass between. So whoever wins the most out of the teams that go down, that's a pretty good time. And then they come up here as well. Chaos Cup's the furthest cup I've gone to tournament. So it was a pretty good experience. I'm going to try and get out a little bit more. I've been in school the last two years. So between that and the military, I... Yeah, that's I'm an active with, schedule. Yeah, so I'm done with school now. Because I was going to school every other weekend. Get that drill one week in a month, plus a little bit extra, you know. They don't do one week in a month anymore. It's a little bit more. But I'd like to get out to some of these things, like the Oklahoma Bowl. I got a buddy that goes down there all the time. Try some of these other tournaments out. Who's your buddy who goes to the uh, Oklahoma event? Oh, oh, Rich goes down there a number of times. Rich Heffron. Oh, yeah. He he played in the uh, Friday Night Sevens, right? I remember. Yep, he did. Meeting new people is part of the reason why I go to these travel events. I love, you know, playing against new coaches. Yeah, I mean, you meet a bunch of good people, and every now and again you get a sourpuss. But that's not very often. <laughs> no, thankfully not. Speaking of sourpuss, we had one guy just kind of drop out of the tournament on Saturday. And he was uh, originally... Yep, that's who I'm talking to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was originally from Florida, and he moved up to Chicago, so he's going to be looking for Blood Bowl up in Chicago. He's a, he's a really nice guy outside of Blood Bowl. You know, we've had lunch and talked, and uh, super, super, super nice guy. But Blood Bowl does this thing where it, it manages to push like some kind of like rage button inside of him. And, you know, after so long or if things don't go his way up to a certain point, then he just has enough and walks away. I am not so much disappointed as I am blinded with rage. Which, uh, in all honesty, might be better than him staying and, you know, making somebody else's time miserable. You know, on the one hand, it's like, well, you know, I don't want to see anybody ever abandon a tournament and walk away. But if the alternative is to have a meltdown or something like that, then, you know, I'd rather see a walk away with your sanity intact <laughs> than the opposite happening. I was playing in round five and I heard this guy behind me and he was getting beat. And every now and then I would turn around and just kind of like look at the table or, you know, look at the coaches and see what was going on. And the guy he was playing against, he was, I don't know if he was high elf or elf. But he was just kind of looking at me and shrug his shoulders like, well, what am I supposed to do? You know, I'm, I'm here to play. I'm here to win. I'm going to score touchdowns. I'm going to get casualties. This guy was having a meltdown. He was yelling at his opponent for beating him. And then he's like, you know, you're a pussy. You're a pussy for beating me. Oh, we got a fighter. That was when I turned around and I'm like, did you just call him a pussy for beating you in a tabletop board game? It was at this moment that he knew he f***ed up. And he's like, but I'm like, no, no there's, there's no buts here. And I said, you know, just have fun, man. You don't need to take it there or get that excited about it. Don't you mouth off to me or I'm going to slap you right in your penis. I said, I'm sure he's going to buy you a beer once he's done beating you. And even the guy was like, yeah, I'll buy him a beer. <laughs> I saw him afterwards after we finished that round and I'm like, hey man, I said, are you all right? I said, is everything good? And he's like, yeah, I just got worked up. And I was glad that he calmed down and I guess he just got in the heat of the moment and was getting worked up, but he was able to let it all go. So that made me happy because to see somebody get that upset over a game, like I said, 
For me, the most important thing is the social element of it, you know, being there and meeting new people and talking to people, making a good impression and representing your league where you're from or your state or your friends. Yeah, I'm glad he was able to get past it. So whenever you're having a bad game, maybe Nuffle's killing your dice or you're just doing stupid things. I always just end up laughing and laughing at myself and yep. egging on the other coach to please kill my players. <laughs> and in the meantime, I'm going to kill your war dancer or I'm going to kill that damn werewolf. And if that's the only thing I do, I'm gonna go kill your dude. I don't care. You just gotta laugh it off. Absolutely. Because it's happened to everyone. There's no blood bowl out there that can say, my dice are always good. And if it hasn't happened to you, it's going to. I'll tell you one thing I did walk away from is that match against Scott Hess, who played the Norse. He rolled a triple skull, and when he rolled it, he was looking at the dice like he, he wasn't seeing what he was seeing. And I said, what's up? And he's like, I've never rolled a triple skull before. Holy crap! <laughs> That's awesome. You've never rolled a triple skull? This is your first triple skull? And he's like, yep, I've never rolled. He goes, I've rolled plenty of double skulls. But he goes, against my halflings with his Yeti, he was rolling three dice. And he's like, I never rolled triple skulls before. I'm like, well, holy shit. Savor this and you moment. got to witness it. <laughs> witness him yeah. pop his cherry on triple skulls. Yep. So I'll always remember that too. Funny. That is a memorable feeling. Technical difficulties suck. This sucks more than anything that has ever sucked before. Yep, I had some technical difficulties trying to utilize this new software that I'm going to be doing my solo recordings with. And shit happens, then you flush. <laughs> So I just want to thank Chris Kekos for taking the time out of his schedule to talk with me and share with everyone listening uh, regarding our Chaos Cup 2019 experience and our match and anything else we talked about. So hoping to do a bunch of more of these. There's a lot of other people that I'd like to have some one-on-one time with. Talk about some fling stuff, talk about some Blood Bowl stuff, talk about some dice stuff, talk about whatever. It's all cool. It's all good. So thanks again for listening, and I look forward to doing this again soon. You all have a good night.